Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Welcome on this Wednesday. The Bill Michaels Show is on the air the day after the euphoria of Giannis Adenokounmpo signing the uh, the Supermax, remaining in Milwaukee, remaining in the state of Wisconsin uh, for many, many years to come. And now whether or not they can put the pieces around him to get a championship in the Larry O'Brien Trophy here to Milwaukee. On the line now, uh, Radio.com Sports NBA insider Brian Scalabrini. And insider calls brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. Drive Mercedes-Benz vans and find out how far an extra mile really goes. Brian, how you been? Hey, I'm doing well, and uh, first of all, I want to say congratulations to the city of Milwaukee. They earned it. I mean, like, uh, for Giannis to go there into a small market, and NBA teams and players always believing, I'm really happy for the Bucks. I'm really happy that uh, he's going to stay in Milwaukee. It just it would set a bad precedent for another superstar to leave a small market. So now the question is, and my sights immediately went from, okay, he signed, he's here, now what do they need to do to win a championship? Do you think this team as it stands now is better, the same, or worse than what it was coming out of the bubble after they got beat? Yeah, I think they're better because I don't um, – I, I think Bledsoe's a, he's a fine regular season player. I don't think that he's a great playoff player. I don't think you can count on him to win a championship. I do believe that Drew Holiday is an incredible upgrade. Because what you're talking about is like during the playoff, the margin is – you know, one possession, one defensive stop is so much different than, you know, just a regular season game where, frankly, the Bucks they destroy teams in a regular season. It's not even close, kind of laughable how Giannis is sitting in the fourth quarter. So when you're talking about the poise and that it takes to win it, I do think their upgrade of, of Drew Holiday will really help them. So I'm optimistic that the Bucks can figure it out, but they do have expectations now, and they do have – and there's a lot of pressure – on that team, on Giannis and, and on Mike Budenholzer to finally get over that hump. No no distractions of contracts, no excuses here. They need to figure out a way to uh, get to the NBA Finals, and, and, they, and they'll we'll figure out if they can be good in that fourth quarter. Well, that was going to be my next question to you. How much pressure now goes on Coach Budenholzer? Because, you know, I mean, even this past season, even this past postseason, People were saying, look, there weren't a whole lot of adjustments. There weren't a whole lot of defensive changes. You're still allowing teams to chuck it up from the outside and hoping that they miss. You know, how you can't you can't do this. It's basically wash, rinse, repeat. So you tell me how much pressure he has to, I guess, manipulate this lineup into, you know, going forward and moving further. 
I think there's a lot of pressure, and and he's and it's not just based on last year in the bubble. I think the losses that they had against Toronto when they had a 2-0 lead and all they had to do was close that game out to go up 3-0, and the way that they lost, I think the way that they lost to Miami. Remember, when the wheels fall off, it's the coach's job. It's the player's job, too. Like, Giannis needs to take some responsibility on the way that they played during that time as well. But it's their job to sort of right the ship. And it feels like when the, when the Bucks are in the playoffs and the wheels fall off, I, they can never get it back on track. And this was bad, bad losses, bad performances. You're scratching your head saying, this is the team that had one of the greatest net ratings we've ever seen in a regular season. So there is pressure. And I think for Budenholzer, it's a matter of, and I'm not one of these guys that overreact to adjustments. A lot of times it's, it's just your team playing harder than the other team. But in, in Milwaukee's case, a hard-playing team with a hard-playing superstar, they do have to make like minor tweaks to what they do and um, to figure out ways to not have, not let a team go 22 to six in the playoffs and have a run against them. Like they have to make small adjustments, and maybe that's just personnel. You know, maybe that's just the idea that you know, if you're a team is on a run and Bledsoe was wide open for three, you, you weren't really counting on him to make that. Or you, maybe we talk about down the stretch and what they do, and they figure out different ways to execute as opposed to. Middleton just dribbling around and shooting a 27-footer, and you're scratching your head like, wait a minute, you called a timeout to get that? So those are things that they have to address. And the problem is they don't get a lot of practice during the regular season with their 22-point, up by 22 points entering into the fourth quarter. So I'm not going to destroy Budenholzer for crushing teams during the regular season, but you almost got to practice playing in close games and executing down the stretch, and it hasn't been their strong suit, whether you're talking about the playoffs or the regular season. Now, last year we saw a guy like Dante DiVincenzo during the regular season really began to pick up his game, became kind of the shooter they were hoping he was going to be. Uh, and, and guys went cold in the bubble. It just, whatever the set of circumstances, it didn't seem to fit right with them. And, I and okay, we can say it was a tough situation. It is what it is. But moving forward, how much do you think they need to rely upon a guy like that? Some of these role players coming off of the bench that are going to be able to give them that opportunity. The, the, the calm, steady hand of a guy like George Hill or the experience of an Irsan Ilyasova, those guys guys they're not here anymore so now it's a it's a, a completely kind of different group of guys that are going to be going to be coming off the bench rotationally for coach Budenholzer yeah so I think Drew Holiday is better than George Hill and Bledsoe especially like once again like I was very fortunate I went to four NBA finals right and I saw the difference between being an NBA finals contender and a, a difference between being a champion right and it is mm-hmm. the smallest of things it is a possession it is you know, like the NBA, let's talk about the margins. And Hall of Fame player makes one and a half more plays than a, a perennial all-star. That all-star is making another one and a half more plays than the guy who's sitting on, on the cusp there. So it's not like, wow, this guy's just every possession, 82 he's just, or 103 possessions in a game. He's just so much better every single possession. They're talking about a really small margin. And when you're talking about a guy like DiVincenzo, let's talk about Conaton. Like these guys – Conkin has to be more consistent when he's open. That's not – I'm not asking Conkin to come down and come off a, a high pick and roll like Damian Lillard and shoot with two guys in the space and make a three. But can he shoot 50% or more when he's wide open? Because he's going to get wide open. Can DiVincenzo shoot upwards of, of, of 53 55% when they're wide open? And then at that point, once they're doing that, it changes everything. I know for a fact that if I had to go to a guy – 
who is lights out when you get to catch a shoot opportunity, everything changes for me. It's harder to close out on that guy because i got to run just a little bit harder. Now, now I'm susceptible to the drive. I can't help as much when a guy is driving like Giannis down the lane. Everything changes when a guy makes wide-open shots. So, you know, I, you don't want to put the pressure like, say, well, you know, it seems like it's a simple thing. Like, you got to make shots. It's a make-miss league. But ultimately, when the Bucks are wide open, uh, six feet or more, right, when there's not a guy within six feet, every, like, as a team, they got to be close to 50% from the three-point line. And that right there changes everything. It changes the amount of space that Giannis has. It, it changes the trust that Giannis has in a DiVincenzo, in a Pat Connaughton, in a Drew Holiday, in a Chris Middleton. Like, all those guys, like, when they make open shots, they are an unbeatable team. And when you're missing open shots, it's deflating, and all of a sudden guys don't sprint back on defense, and all of a sudden you give up runs, and, you're, and in their mind it is, here we go again. So – and, and you can dissect it however you want. But when guys are wide open, they need it. They need to be shooting at a really high clip, especially especially in the late in the fourth quarter when you're in a pressure situation games. And we'll see how they respond to that. Talking with Brian Scalabrini at Radio.com uh, Sports NBA Insiders. So talk about the rest of the East. How much better has you know will Brooklyn be? I mean, how much better, or do you think how tough is Miami going to be? The Celtics going to be? How much of a balance of power is there in the East now? So Toronto is probably not as good. They'll probably take a step back. Just not a huge one, but there was a point there when you looked at the record in the regular season. They had a better record. When was it? January something on all the way into the bubble. Uh, they had one of the best records in the regular season. So I think Toronto will take a step back. Obviously, Brooklyn will take a step forward with, with KD and, I, I, I guess, uh, you know, the artist formerly known as Kyrie Irving. And, and, and obviously, he'll be better for their team. And so, you know, um, Philadelphia with Doc Rivers, they looked, I watched them play last night. They looked more organized. So I do believe that the Eastern Conference is a lot better. Keep an eye out on James Harden. He could get traded. Um, Miami is a team, in my opinion, that really – really took advantage of the bubble. The one thing about the bubble, and we shouldn't overreact to that because obviously it seems like that was a one-off. And we don't, I don't foresee that the NBA going to the bubble year in and year out. But the one thing about the bubble is the teams that moved the ball and got the, the most wide-open shots and, um, and, and, and the team that, that was a free-passing team. So I look at the Lakers, they moved the ball, they were, they were a free-passing team, and you look at you know, the Miami Heat. And then you combine that with the elite shooting that they had, they became like a, a perfect bubble team, and they embraced the bubble. They weren't fighting it. The Lakers did the exact same thing. A lot of teams were like, I don't want to be here right now. I'm sad I miss my family. Well, those teams obviously didn't perform well in the bubble. So I, I don't think – I think there'll be fans. I think Pfizer Forum will be rocking once again, and I, I, I know the Miami Heat are not going into Pfizer Forum and coming away with two games, even though last year I picked the Miami Heat to beat the Bucks and I picked them to beat them in five games because – I just felt like the shooting and what you talked about allowing people to get wide open shots was is, is something that it's a lot different when your fans aren't there. It's just a lot easier to shoot in a gym when there's a bunch of when there's no one there and everyone's playing in the same gym over and over again. So there were some advantages that were were taken by I thought the Miami Heat. So I don't know if they'll be as good as we saw them at the end, but I know they're gonna be good. They're the culture club and everyone talks about how great their, their culture is. So the East is gonna be better, but I do still expect the Milwaukee Bucks to have the best record in the in the NBA. The question is just, can they get over that hump? Can they beat Brooklyn if, if KD is guarding uh, Giannis? And will Giannis still will Giannis play with poise that it takes to win a championship? 
Real quick before I let you go, who do you got coming out of the West? I guess I'm going to go – I'm not going to say the Lakers. I'll take the field. Everyone's picking the Lakers. Can I just take the field? Because i got to watch the sure. Lakers season. So I'm taking the field. I don't, I'm not – everyone loves the Lakers to win it all. i got the field. i got another team. I, I think the, the, it's going to be a grueling challenge to, to go through the Western Conference and, and make it to the, the finals for LeBron. So I'm taking the field. I know it's against the, what Vegas is saying, but that's what I'm doing. There you have it. Uh, Brian, always a pleasure to chat with you, man. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk more as the season gets underway, okay? Sounds good. Talk to you later. Thanks, pal. There you go. Brian Scalabrini joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years. They've been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. That was, again, Radio.com Sports NBA insider Brian Scalabrini. And the insider calls, they're brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. Drive a Mercedes-Benz van and find out how far an extra mile really goes. He joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. 80-plus years, they've been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. 844-PRIDE. Or go to schneiderjobs.com. What does it mean to you as a Wisconsinite? And listen, if you're a fan of this area and you're outside of the area, you can do this as well. Okay? But what does it mean to have a Christian Yelich, an Aaron Rodgers, a Giannis Adenokounmpo, all calling the state of Wisconsin home? Does it do anything for you? You know? Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. I see your dirty face hide behind your collar. What is done in vain? Truth is hard to swallow, so you pray to God to justify the way you live a lie, live a lie, live a lie. And you take your time, and you do your cry. Welcome back. Glad you are uh, with us today. So, what does it mean? What does it mean? You got Aaron Rodgers here in the state of Wisconsin. Giannis in the state of Wisconsin. Christian Yelich in the state of Wisconsin. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. Ben says, uh, "What is it going to take to keep Drew Holiday here?" Um, look, there's rumors about whether or not, uh, you know, he's going to be able to, to get that contract extension that he wants after Giannis signed for what he got. Um, you have to wait and see. But right now you've got him, and you're going to figure um, he's going to be here at least a short term. And hopefully – and, again, you, you got some more remaking to do. I don't – and, you know, it's good to know that Brian Scalabrini thinks his team is better. I Look, I like Drew Holiday – not just for what he's going to provide during the regular season, but more so if you look at his numbers that have gone up in the postseason, he's gotten better. It's like when the chips are down, that's when he really begins to shine, and that's something that you've been missing with this team. So I really like the fact that that is going to, get, at least perceptually on paper, get better. We'll have to wait and see what actually happens, but you know what I'm saying. But to have Aaron Rodgers and hopefully – at least three, four more years of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, if the, if, he, if he's going to continue to play like this and this offense, I want to say this. I, we had talked a little bit about this 
on the show, I think it was yesterday, uh, yesterday or Monday, and said that Aaron Rodgers has changed his game in the sense of not a, a game manager, okay, but in just mastering the offense and taking what is given to him. Now, I don't know what he did this offseason and what he discovered via film study when he said he went back to 2010, 2011 and, and began to look at some of the film from when he was, you know, uh, at, on top of the world, so to speak. I don't know what he discovered. I don't know whether it's foot placement, getting rid of the ball quick, or whatever it happens to be. But what he is doing now, even if it's not at this level in the next two or three years, it is still going to be at a Hall of Fame level. You certainly hope that they, if not this season, they put the pieces around him in the few coming years that he has remaining, either in Green Bay or as the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, um, that he calls this home. You, I mean, Christian Yelich is locked up, okay? You hope that the Brewers are able to put the proper pieces around these players. Now, baseball is a little more difficult. You can't just say, I'm going to go get one or two guys, and suddenly you're this great team unless you have a really, really solid nucleus to begin with. So we'll wait and see. But you now have, here in our own backyard, Three, you're going to see these jerseys, and you do, for, uh, with Aaron Rodgers and Christian Yelich. And already Giannis is, you know, he's blown up in this state. But you already see these jerseys everywhere. And if these teams can bring championships to this area, think about that. What that means. Because you don't keep these guys around to just keep them. There is a goal in mind that these players will elevate those around them and that you can then put the proper amount of players and talent around them to win championship. Because if you're not, if you're in this just for jersey sales, you shouldn't be an owner because you are doing a complete disservice to the fan base. Fans want to have a legit, legit, legitimate shot at winning, and fans also want to see that you're not just wasting these careers you got to have something to show for it, right? Now, I know they say that in Miami, and Dan Marino never won a championship, and I know they say that with guys like, uh, you know, Stockton and Malone out in Utah. They didn't win a championship. You run into buzzsaws. I mean, how many times have people in the AFC ran into Tom Brady and Bill Belichick? You know, they owned it for a long period of time. It's very difficult to get to a, a Super Bowl because of them. They were the they were the Michael Jordan-esque team they were the bulls of the AFC but the way things are right now in, in everything from you know football basketball baseball you got legitimate opportunities here you got legitimate opportunities here and you cannot waste these opportunities so for what for what it means to me to have these three guys in the state of Wisconsin you look at now the ownership and or the, the brain trust in Green Bay because you don't have a specific owner. You look at Mark Murphy. You look at, at Brian Gutekinst. You look at John Horst. You look at the Bucks owners. You look at Mark Atanasio and David Stearns. Don't waste these guys. Don't build up your fan base to say, here we go, we're doing everything we can, only to say, well, we got them. Well, we got them. Fans are going to turn out. They're going to come out and see these guys. That's great. 
But if you're doing it, people in today's day and age aren't stupid. They're just not. Sports fans aren't stupid. They know if you're doing enough or if you're doing just enough. You know? So my biggest, I guess, ism is I am glad they're here in our backyard, but I want to see them do everything they can to fortify the talent that they're keeping here that allows them to take that next step, and that is hoist trophies, hoist, tra- hoist championships. And I'd said at the beginning of the program, look, I'm, I'm salivating as much for a Larry O'Brien trophy as I am for a World Series trophy. The Brewers have never won one. The Bucks have won one. And it was a long time ago, you know. So both of these franchises are due. And you don't get one because you're due. You're due because you have not been good in your history. You haven't done enough. So uh, let's do this. 855-830-8648. If you want to chime in, feel free to go ahead and do so. Would welcome it. Welcome it. Otherwise, we're going to talk some Packers. Ross Uglum, PackerReport.com, and Packers Podcast, Packer Report Podcast, going to be here. We're going to talk with him about uh, the likelihood Christian McCaffrey not playing in this contest, and we'll see if he's a little bit disappointed like I am because I really wanted to see if the defense was actually getting better uh, against some of these running backs like uh, Christian McCaffrey and obviously Derrick Henry coming in the week after. He is going to join us coming up next on The Bill Michael Show. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. This segment is brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip. Uh, What's for dinner? Quick Trip, they got you covered. They got those take-home meals. They got the fried chicken. I was in there yesterday. Oh, my gosh. You walk in, it just punches you in the face. It smells so good. But they have the take-home heat-and-eat meals. They've got the fettuccine Alfredo with chicken and so much more. The pothole pizzas, you name it, they've got it. Stop in and check out our friends over there at Quick Trip. Talking some Packers now. Uh, Our good friend Ross Uglum from PackerReport.com and Packer Report Podcast joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Ross, how you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Uh, glad to have you. I was a little disappointed. I don't know if you were as well, but I really wanted to see what this defense was going to do against the likes of a guy like Christian McCaffrey. It looks like McCaffrey is not going to be playing in this contest, correct? Yeah, uh, Matt Rule basically said yesterday that um, he doesn't anticipate McCaffrey playing. I I wouldn't be all that surprised with Carolina You know, kind of in a situation where it's probably best for for them to to lose games more than it is to win, um, I'm, I'm not sure what the point of of getting McCaffrey up. If he does miss this this last game, well, now they've played 14 games. Why why play him in the last two? Just get him healthy, get him ready for 2021, um, and and whatever you know, if they they take a quarterback in the top 10, whatever they do with that top 10 pick, uh, just kind of focus on the next season I, I wouldn't be super surprised to see them just sort of shut Christian McCaffrey down so looking at this Carolina team coming in what uh, real legitimate threat do they possess if you don't have I mean obviously Teddy Bridgewater is a very good quarterback he can run as well and that has proven at times to be tough for them but you tell me what uh, what do the Carolina Panthers possess that's going to be problematic yeah I mean you know they're they're 
they're pretty good on the outside. Peter Bukowski just did a really cool piece for us at Packer Report today about uh, the skill positions at at uh, Carolina, specifically at receiver. I mean, it's a group that is is very formidable and very impressive. Robbie Anderson was my top target for the Packers this offseason, ended up obviously in Carolina, but thought he would be the best fit. He's just about already at 1,000 yards, having just a phenomenal season. And then they've got some really skilled, really versatile pieces in kind of that Debo Samuel, Randall Cobb mold in, in both Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore. Both are really excellent players. So, I mean, that's that's where they're going to stress stress out a Packers team right now that's got one cornerback playing at an extreme high, extremely high level, but a nickel and Shannon Sullivan and another cornerback in Kevin King that are struggling a little bit. The matchups, uh, you know, that aren't Jair Alexander on whomever he covers, that is a place that, that the Panthers are certainly, you know, capable of stressing Green Bay a little bit. And, and Mike Davis has been not terrible in, in relief of Christian McCaffrey. Uh, that was going to be my next question. What kind of a, a different runner is Davis? Davis, obviously not McCaffrey, but Davis has the ability. He, he, to me, has more burst. And I'm not going to denigrate what McCaffrey does. McCaffrey can run you over. What he does is he can get around you relatively quick. Yeah, I mean, he's he's an efficient runner. Uh, you know, he's, he's right now, I believe, that he's at 4.1 a carry. It's, it's not going to blow you away but at the same time too um this is a guy with 57 catches on the year he is functional out of the backfield not in the same way where you're just going to isolate him against a linebacker and and you know just destroy folks the way that McCaffrey did but he's just kind of capable in all in all facets he's not a breakaway receiving back but he's capable at 4.1 yards a carry he's not a phenomenal you know rushing running back but he's capable he allows them to kind of stay in a lot of the same things that they like to do offensively with McCaffrey in there and he's able to at least provide you know 80 85 90 percent of what you would get from CMC so defensively speaking for this team for this Green Bay Packers team I was watching uh, re-watching the game the other day I like Kamal Martin I I think Rashawn Gary is coming Coming fast. Why did they not play Rashawn Gary nearly as much in the second half of that ball game? Was there never an explanation for that? Yep, a hip injury. That's what uh, that's what they ended up going with. I, I think there was a because uh, I didn't you know, see what, him what, really get up limping or anything. Uh it's it's towards the end. I think of of one of the sacks potentially by somebody else. One of my guys actually pulled the clip and put it up on Twitter where it takes him a little bit to get up and then you don't see him snapping in the second half after that. I, I think he got stepped on potentially. I don't want to be quoted on that, but um, if I can go back, like I said, through and, and someone on my staff posted it on Twitter where you just saw either an offensive lineman or a teammate step on Gary and him mm-hmm. get up a little bit slower and then not, like I said, seeing him get snaps for the rest of the game. Uh, it, but it wasn't, what I'm trying to say bluntly, Bill, is that it was not a coach's decision. It was not he screwed something up and they pulled him out of the game or he wasn't producing. It was health-related, and um, they had him, I think, as a theoretical DNP in the practice as far as the walkthrough that they said he would probably not have practiced in yesterday's injury report. And, um, frankly, Matt LaFleur has not been super specific with us since as far as uh, the long-term you know, uh, 
deal with whether or not this was a serious or, or non-serious injury. But you got to hope because that is a, a guy that has come on, I think has really improved as a rusher. Excuse me. They listed him as a theoretical limited participation. So they said he would have practiced a little bit uh, on Tuesday had there been an actual uh, a practice. So mm-hmm. got to think that the, the prognosis is feasible that he might go this, this week. So uh, I want to go to the offensive side of the football, and uh, obviously you got Aaron Jones changing agents. Give me your read on this. Uh, I, I think it's probably good for Aaron Jones financially, and I, I think it's probably bad for those that want to see Aaron Jones uh, finish his career in Green Bay. I'm, I'm kind of on the fence on that, honestly, Bill, as far as just – what what you see with these teams that that give 10 12 15 million dollars a year to running backs you see what's you know everybody said well Zeke is different you know Ezekiel Elliott is different you pay him because he's different now he's less efficient than Tony Pollard and he's making more money than almost any back in the league you saw the Todd Gurley contract be just a terrible decision for the LA Rams they were fortunate enough to get out of that and and you know kind of move forward and now everybody in Minnesota is saying well the Dalvin Cook contract will end up being fine because he's different. I, I would guess at some point we're gonna we're gonna find out that that isn't that different either. I'd be very comfortable with Green Bay, you know, doing something one of the other backs like Jones that does an excellent job in this league is Austin Eckler out in Los Angeles. That kind of deal, great. But I have a feeling that with Rosenhaus in his corner, uh they're going for the big money and there's probably gonna be a team out there that's gonna give it to him. I just I don't think it's going to be Green Bay, and I think that um, just from a personality standpoint, I mean, Aaron's been really great to be around for the last four years, and, and it, it's going to be kind of a downer in that standpoint to see him play for somebody else. But year after year after year, we see the ability to replace running backs in the middle rounds of the draft. It's not do what Jacksonville did and get a James Robinson an undrafted free agency, I think, it's really franchise crippling to be paying fifteen, sixteen million to a running back. Do you think he gets it on the open market? I don't know if fifteen, sixteen. I don't know if he gets the Dalvin Cook money, but I think it it might end up being you know three years thirty six or four years fifty from from somebody that that like I said is not the Green Bay Packers. I uh, wanted to also ask you the quarterback, or excuse me, the uh, the tight end position. Is it just can we just like put it to bed that uh, Jay Sternberger, as much as people want him because of his draft status to perform, it's clearly Robert Tanyan. Robert Tanyan has just emerged as a target, a fun guy, a guy that Aaron Rodgers really really likes. He trusts obviously. He uh, does nothing but praise Mercedes Lewis for uh, you know his his role, so to speak. But the the tight end position is now solidified with Robert Tanyan, correct? I, I do believe that, but I would caution against anybody rev, ready to give up on Jay Sternberger. Uh, you know, Robert Tunyon had two full years in Green Bay before this one, and he had 171 yards in those two years. The tight end position is one that takes a while. Uh, you, you talk about, like, last year, for example, top 10 pick, TJ Hawkinson, widely regarded as the best tight end prospect of the last five years. Guy goes out and catches 30 balls for less than 400 yards as a rookie. Now he's coming on probably, you know, going to have a 700, 800 yard season with Detroit. 
But Jay Sternberger is a guy that played wide receiver at KU, transferred to A&M, played one year of tight end in a spread system, nothing like what LaFleur runs, comes into Green Bay, basically because of an injury has to redshirt at a position that most running backs aren't even good until year three, maybe into year four anyway. I mean, go back, look at Travis Kelsey's rookie year. Look at George Kittle's rookie year. Look at Jimmy Graham's rookie year. You want to go that far back. It's a slow developing position. You have to learn a lot of nuance at that spot. You have to be able to hold up as a blocker or they know when you're on the field it's a pass. Yes, I think it's it's very rightful and very exciting to be juiced up about Robert Tunyon, but don't just go, you know, selling Jay Sternberger down the river yet because he has a complicated development timeline as it is and with this latest injury and with the redshirt year last year I think the big things are coming from Jace, potentially 2021 or 2022, and it was probably always going to be that way. Do you think that, uh, I guess the question is, do you think that Jay Sternberger morphs into this guy, that he has that opportunity? I mean, I guess my question is, why is he not receiving more nod, or is it just the fact that there just isn't room for him right now, they don't trust him enough? I think it's the simple fact, Bill, that, that Tunyon is playing so well. Tunyon is playing like an above-average starter in the NFL. So, And they don't have a ton in their offense for the second tight end. A lot of that is like Y tight end stuff that Mercedes Lewis does. A lot of the, uh, you know, the, the dirty work stuff. It's, it's not like this thing is built you know, to be the mid-aughts Patriots where you have Hernandez and Gronk. This is a, a feature tight end, kind of like a like what Tunyon is doing, and then you have the almost the third tackle position, which Mercedes Lewis plays. I think as you move forward, this young, relatively honestly inexpensive, which has to be exciting with the you know decreasing cap due to COVID. I think you've got a very young and fun, versatile group because next year you're going to have Deguara after basically a redshirt season as your your use check, your, your your fullback hybrid. Then you've got Jace as kind of the big slot receiver tight end hybrid. And then you've got Tunyon that can kind of do it all. I mean, he's not certainly the blocker Mercedes is or George Kittle is or even Travis Kelsey is. But you've got three guys that can really move around and do a lot of different things moving into next year. But right now, their offense is built around having Big Dog play that third tackle spot, if you will. And it's built around Tunyon, who, honestly, I wouldn't take away reps from Tunyon right now anyway. And and Sternberger is just going to maybe have to wait his turn. But I'll reiterate, I would not sell all your Jay Sternberger stock. Uh, I don't think I would yet, but uh, my stock in in that particular particular venture is going down quickly. Great to talk to you as always, Russ. We'll talk soon, okay? All right. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it, pal. There you go. Ross Ogwin, PackerReport.com, Packer Report Podcast as well. Joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. They've been doing it for 80-plus years. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to SchneiderJobs.com. 844-PRIDE or go to SchneiderJobs.com. And Radio Joe Zenzola's got his car buying experience to tell you about. That's right. Hyundai West Dallas. It's where I got my car, and that's where you should get your car, my 2018 Hyundai Sonata is just great and it's also great because it's cold out right now and I got the little app on my phone where I can fire up the remote start and heat up the car and I can walk in and 
I'm not freezing my butt off for a couple of minutes just waiting for it to warm up. I love that car. But I'll tell you what else I love. There's a lot of good deals going on at Hyundai West Dallas. And right now, they have the winter sell-down event. All new vehicles, they're sold at or below dealer invoice. They will match any Wisconsin dealer's offer, offering top Kelly Blue Blue Book values on trades, which includes 0% financing available, no payments until February, no down payment needed. The other nice thing is, whether you live in Green Bay or Wausau or La Crosse, anywhere in the state, you want to get a Hyundai, you can just Reach out to Hyundai West Dallas at HyundaiWestDallas.com. There's three different ways to do it, and they will work with you digitally to get a car shipped up to you. That's right. Like, you don't have to come all the way down to Milwaukee to buy the car. They will come to you, and you can do that all online as well. If you got an iPad or a tablet, you're able to sign off on the paperwork as well. Again, you don't have to come all the way down to Milwaukee to do it. And the other thing, too, is that at Hyundai West Dallas, they have the Christmas tree of savings. If you draw a card from the tree, you can get up to $500 in savings. And if you mention my name, Joe Zanzola, Radio Joe, you get an additional $500 off. So we're talking up to $1,000 in savings. It's all the great stuff that's happening right now at Hyundai West Dallas. Hyundai West Dallas off of Highway 100 in West Dallas, of course. You can also go to HyundaiWestDallas.com. Wisconsin wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now, a green and gold update brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veteran Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers have a short week. They're going to host the 5-9 Panthers here at Lambeau Field. 7-15 kickoff on Saturday night. Carolina coming off a disappointing loss at home to the Broncos. Panthers quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater. You watch us in the first half, we didn't do anything. We had our defense on the field too long. We were committing penalties, moving ourselves back, negative plays. When you do those type of things, that's not coaching. That's on us as players. The Packers' nickelback, Shandon Sullivan, is dealing with a hip injury he suffered against Detroit. Tight end Jay Sternberger, still on the list with that concussion that knocked him out of the Eagles game last week. And the Packers are excited for Giannis signing that Supermax deal to stay with the Bucks. Left tackle David Bakhtiari has been to plenty of Bucks games and was asked if he ever wanted to be an NBA player. He is extremely physically gifted and he's a extremely talented. If I focused everything in basketball, I would have never made it even to college. So <laughs> I'm glad I stuck with the, the sport that I wanted to stick with. That's Packers left tackle David Bakhtiari. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. Glad David Bakhtiari decided to stick with football and protect Aaron Rodgers' blind side. That's... He is correct. Welcome back to the program. Hey, coming up, we've got Sir Sid is going to be joining us after the top of the hour. Sidney Moncrief, the Bucks legend, basketball Hall of Famer, going to be joining us. Can't wait to talk to him. I mean, look, players do not um, have love affairs with the city of Milwaukee, usually. So... You know, it's it's great to see that Giannis wants to be here. You know what I mean? It's great to see that he wants to to be a part of this community, the fabric of the community. Um, the contentiousness, I guess, might uh, be a, an over dramatized word, but 
there's already this chink in the armor between the owners and the players this offseason. The owners want the season delayed until players get the COVID vaccine. Some owners are reportedly pushing pushing for a shortened 2021 season to give players enough time to receive the COVID vaccine. Bob Nightingale talks about a contingent of team owners and executives would like to see this season delayed. Nightingale did note the Major League Baseball Players Association is in favor of playing a full 162-game schedule after believing it proved a year ago that teams can safely adapt to the protocols. Okay? Uh, One National League team owner told Nightingale there's not a snowball's chance in hell that spring training can start with the protocols uh, in place. Uh, On the other side of the spectrum, Arizona Diamondback manager uh, Tori Lavulo uh, explained to Nightingale that he thinks Major League Baseball's protocols will allow them to play a full season. So already about whether or not they will or will not get vaccinations and will and will not be able to get them in a timely manner and get spring training going. And they're talking about, uh, you know, teams, while they're expecting to report mid-February, the regular season is scheduled to begin April 1st with all 30 teams in actions. They just don't know if they're going to be able to get it done. So we could be talking about, yet again, a, a, a schism, if you will, between the owners and the players about what they want so uh, we'll see. We'll see. I just don't want to hear about baseball negativity right now. You know what I mean? That was tough enough. When we come back, we'll get back into a little bit of the uh, hoops talk, Giannis talk, Milwaukee talk. Sir Sid, Sidney Moncrief is going to join us. The box legend's going to be here. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T Mobile. You can count on T Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.